Hello, and welcome to your new favorite bookish podcast. I'm Heather. And I'm Kelsey. And today is our bonus bookish banter and more episode, right? I don't know why that was like a tongue twister for like a hot minute. <laughs> My call is only like our yet. sixth one. <laughs> Sorry, this is June's bookish banter and more. <laughs> anyway, speaking of coffee, what are you drinking this morning? Well, I was feeling exhausted this morning, so I skipped my workout, but I went on a hot girl walk to Starbucks Mm -hmm. because my Starbucks is only a mile away. That's amazing. And I got there and I was getting wild and I got a venti latte. When do you see me with a venti? You don't know. That's rare for you. This thing is, it's massive. I'm almost done with it. It's delicious. (laughs) So it's a venti blonde latte, like I always get. Mm-hmm. And I got three pumps of sugar-free vanilla and three pumps of brown sugar cinnamon. And I'm living. You know, I, I so keep delicious. forgetting that they have the brown sugar cinnamon syrup. And I just don't ever get it because I like literally forget so that they good. have it. I mean, it's a close tie between that and toffee nut, but I love them Okay. Both. There you go. Nice. I went to Dunkin' this morning and I got their – they have their salted caramel back. So oh, I did yeah. the salted caramel cold brew. Which I haven't had a cold brew in a hot minute, so. Yeah. Because then also they're like new, since it's July, they, they're, they're exclusives, new, new like offers started and you can get a free medium cold brew with any purchase. So I was like, there you go. (laughs) Did you get a delicious donut? Because I would be really jealous. No, actually I got the, the stuffed bagel mini bites. Oh, okay. All right. I'm still jealous, but. Yeah. I would have been more so about a donut. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's the kind of week I've had. I just want a donut I, I, uh, and a coffee. You deserve a dozen donuts after the week you've had. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, cheers. <laughs> All right. So I'm looking at our list and you again killed it for the month of June. You flew through some books. I did. And it's crazy because... I really only read like the first half of the month because the second half of the month was so busy. Yeah. But I was reading like a book every two days. I just read extremely fast. But then... which is that's how I am too sometimes. But it's like, ask me a week later, I could not tell you what the book is about. So... Never. Never. (laughs) I don't know if it's necessarily a good thing. Uh, But two of my reads are actually from May after we recorded. So on the last episode, I talked about how I got uh, the Good Girl's Guide to Murder sequel, Good Girl, Bad Blood by Holly Jackson. Mm-hmm. So I read it. It was it was really good. It was not as good as the first one, but it, it definitely had a different feel. It was like a little more mature feeling. Like the mm-hmm. main character, you could tell that she had... It, it was actually really well done because you could tell that she had been changed by the events in the first book. You okay. know what I mean? So it like yeah. changed her as a character. Um, so yeah, I, I really liked it. And of course, I don't think a sequel is going to be as good as the first. So I wasn't that surprised. But I too, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. So that's next. Hopefully, I'll get to that next month. I'm overwhelmed with my library books right now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know how it is. And then I read The Lords of Salem by Rob Zombie. Okay. If you okay, this is typical Rob Zombie. It was extremely violent. It was gory. The plot line is like irrelevant because mm-hmm. you're he's just going for like shock factor or shock value. But if you're into his horror movies, you'll definitely be into his books. And there was a whole like witch aspect of it. So oh. I was into it. Okay. But this is definitely not for everyone. It's a 
it's a well, dark it's Rob Zombie, so I'm not surprised it's not <laughs> exactly. for everyone. Exactly. Like, even I love all the Halloween movies. Rob mm-hmm. Zombie's Halloween doesn't hit the same. It's just a little <laughs> too sexually violent for me. Yes. Personally. Um, okay, so then in June, I read Last Girl Ghosted by Lisa Unger. Surprisingly, this is a yes for me. I went into it like... This is the weirdest concept. There's like doomsday preppers. There's bad Tinder dates. There's an anonymous <laughs> advice columnist. But somehow it just works. And I was pleasantly <laughs> surprised by the end of it. So this one might be underrated. I like it. All right. All right. <laughs> I read The Family Game by Catherine Stedman. This one I bought forever ago and I've been wanting to read it. I kept putting it off. I don't know why. But I was a little bit disappointed. I I would recommend it. I could go either way on it because it started out really well and the storyline was set up to be really good. But then the ending just didn't really fit Mm. with like how the characters had been built up. It just didn't make sense with their behaviors and it kind of got off track. Mm. You know what I mean? So it was like, it felt like two separate books kind of. Okay. Um, And then The Drowning Kind by Jennifer McMahon. Unfortunately, and I told you this one, I was very disappointed. Yeah. Because... I read Children on the Hill by this author and I freaking loved it. But this book was just, every character was unlikable. There was plot holes everywhere. And it never really got spooky enough. Like they kept setting up all of this like haunting stuff and then nothing ever happened. I was like, where's my delivery? Yeah. Yeah. Like I need my, my spooky ghosts. (laughs) So Uh, Recipe for a Perfect Wife by Karma Brown. This is such a cute fun and entertaining little read it has like a feminist edge that i love it's basically about this woman buys this new house with her husband and she starts finding these recipes that this woman wrote in the 1950s oh that's right you were talking about this that's right yes yes yes. (laughs) so she starts like piecing together her life the woman from the 50s based on these recipes and she kind of realizes that her life was more than just the 1950s housewife like there were secrets and there was like all of this kind of crazy stuff so the present storyline is like kind of flat but Mm -hmm. all of the flashbacks are so good that overall i i really liked it and it was it was kind of fun uh then i read the girls are all so nice here by laurie elizabeth flynn i really liked this i didn't love it but it was giving In My Dreams I Hold a Knife vibes. Okay. But not done as well. Like it had really good descriptions of the sometimes extremely toxic female friendships. But the storyline itself was just kind of like blah. And the mm-hmm. suspense was kind of not really there. So I liked the writing, but I think it was just the storyline that wasn't great. And then B.A. Paris. I have... A love-hate relationship with B.A. Paris because I just keep reading his books and I read The Breakdown which was a gigantic no. I cannot believe I didn't DNF this one. It was so boring and it was basically just the most drawn out uninteresting story I was I was baffled by how much I did not like this and the fact that I finished it. And then I like he has behind closed doors, which is so good. Did you know that it's actually a female author? Did I know that? Yeah, she's I know because I I always think whenever there's like an abbreviated name, I always think it's automatically a dude. But it's, yeah, she's it's actually a female. My goodness. Okay, well, uh, erase everything I just said. I'm sorry for misgendering B.A. Paris. 
Uh, and now I'm even more disappointed in her because <laughs> I was just going to say, does it make it worse? Now? <laughs> especially, oh my God, it actually makes it so much worse because the main oh, character no. in this was just like the entire story was just about the main character, this woman being the most paranoid person on the planet. Mm. And I was like, have you ever met a woman? This is horrible. Wow. Okay. Yeah. She's like a French British um, author. Wow. Okay. I don't know why I thought it was a male. That's funny. But because yeah, lit- no, literally, whenever a name is abbreviated, I automatically think it's a dude. I agree with you on that. Because there's funny. another. I mean, but then again, it's like look at J.K. Rowling. Like, she, obviously, I know she's a female, but there's sometimes authors, and I'm like, oh wait, like this is actually. I go into the book because I read Behind Closed Doors, and I yeah. read it thinking it was a male author. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> and then did when I. I found out it was a female author, I was like, oh, this actually hits different now. <laughs> Yeah, but but even like that book I thought was really well done. Yeah, Mm -hmm. And I read The Therapist. I heard that one was pretty good. Yeah, that one was good. I I don't know. I'm still reading every book that she writes and I don't know why. I don't know. This is kind of turning me off. I'm not sure how I feel about the rest of them. (laughs) Anyway, almost there. So The Family Next Door by Sally Hepworth. I really like Sally Hepworth. I think that she writes great domestic thrillers like overall. This one is about this small neighborhood where everyone has secrets and they're stuck between keeping this facade up or just asking for help. I think a lot of people would really like this one. It was just a little vanilla for me. Okay. Like it wasn't dark enough. You know how I am. Yes, we know. (laughs) After I just talked about Rob Zombie's sexual violence and you know what I mean. Um, And then... The Last Word by Taylor Adams. I actually just finished this last night, so I'm still processing, but this was a wild one. I I liked it. I was expecting more because I loved No Exit, mm-hmm. but this was just, it was all over the place. I mean, there were so many twists and so many turns, and I, at one point, I was like, I don't even know. I'm not even sure which story we're going with anymore. Like, people kept coming back from the dead. Not oh, really, but God. like, you know what I mean? Not like in a supernatural <laughs> yeah. way, but in like a horror movie way. Yeah. So I don't know. It was the whole concept of it was good. And I did enjoy reading it. I just thought it was a little all over the place. Understood. So I recommend it, but lower your expectations. You know what I mean? And then last but certainly not least, my favorite book of the month was Blindsided by Karen Slaughter. I know. We're shocked. I picked a Karen Slaughter book as my favorite. Um, this is the first in her Grant Ca- Grant County series, which then leads okay. into the Will Trent series. Oh. Um, so this, this book is like 20 years old, and it holds up. Like, it's such a good start. It's a good introduction to the characters. It's super dark and graphic per usual. It's just... If you're into those type of books, like you have to read this series by Karen Slaughter. There's three in the Grant County series. And then I think, I don't know how many in the Will Trent series. There's at least eight. There might be more than that. But yeah, this was my favorite. I loved it. Nice. So what did you read this month? Not as much as you, but I still read enough. I think actually, I'm still actually still, you know, I read it like at least like six books. So, so I think that's winning being pregnant. Oh, so absolutely. <laughs> Plus you read our other books for exactly. recording so you read plenty of books i know so i also have one that i that we didn't get to touch base on because we recorded our may episode before may was over so i i actually finished up in may and june the Elsie silver chestnut springs series so i read powerless which was amazing 
Like, now just sign me up for cowboy romances. Now I'm just into it. <laughs> but which you actually is kind of trope. funny because the main character in this, the main dude in this book, he's not a cowboy. He's actually a hockey player, but he is kind of adopted into the cowboy family. Wait, so this is like a crossover between your sports yeah. romance era and your cowboy <laughs> yeah. romance era yeah so i was kind of loving this one so i definitely recommend it it was actually very good and then i also she released a new book this month in the series called reckless mm-hmm. which i also really enjoyed as well that one was also very very good is that the last one in the series for now there's going to be a fifth okay. one yeah oh, okay. and i think the, the fifth one should be the last because so there's there's three brothers mm-hmm. so each book the the one brother they haven't done yet and that's going to be i think the last one okay yeah but it, they're good and they're they're spicy and they're fun but was what was interesting for me is that reckless was actually an uh an accidental pregnancy trope, which I usually don't like. Yeah. Maybe, but I this one was actually really well done and really okay. good. So I was pleasantly surprised because when I saw it was accidental pregnancy, I was like, I don't want to read this. Like, I mean, I'm going to read it, but like, I don't think I'm going to like it. And I actually really enjoyed it. So yeah. she has other series too, more like a cowboy series. So I'm going to read her other ones as well. But she's a good author. Okay. I like her a lot. Last month, I started The Fairy Bargains of Prospect Hills by Rowena Miller, and it, no joke, took me six weeks to finish this book. Oh, no. (laughs) It took me so long, and I was really looking forward to it because it was kind of like a, you know, it it had like the fae supernatural thing to it, but it also like took place in, I actually don't, they never say the exact time frame, but I will tell you this, there were barely any cars still. Like, there were cars oh, with, like, okay. a new thing. So it was way back in time. So, and the writing was just, the writing was good, but it was kind of boring. And the font was very small in the book. So oh. it's also why it took me so long to read it, because it was, yeah. like, you think that it's, it's like, a normal-sized book, but the font is so tiny. So there's a lot of words on one page. Uh-huh. So wasn't my favorite. It was good. It was decent, but, like, it wasn't, I wouldn't recommend it, to be honest. Okay. I read Coach by Devney Perry, which was a sports romance novel, clearly, with a with name like Coach. I flew through this one, actually. I, like, finished this one in, like, two days. It was on my Kindle. It was good. Mm-hmm. I like it. I liked it. She has other books on Kindle Unlimited that people rave about, so I'm going to check out her other series, but I did like it. I read... Is this one a series, or that's a standalone? There is another book after it. So okay. it looks like she's going to do the same same thing. It's like she creates this character and then she's going to do spinoffs. Gotcha. Like same world, but... I think you could definitely... World, but... I'm pretty sure this... No, the second one, I don't think it's out yet. I think it's coming out, but you could do a standalone for either of them. I don't think there's really okay. any... Yeah, any overlap. And then I read The Never King by Nikki St. Crow. So I haven't read Dark Romance in a while. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to get back into my Dark Romance. People... On Bookstagram, rave about this book. There's four books in the series. Mm-hmm. It's a dark retelling of Peter Pan and Wendy. So I was oh, like, shit. you know what? I'm like, sign me up. This all sounds great. I hated it. <laughs> really? Yeah. It was. Also I've seen old. this too on TikTok. So it was under 200 pages. So it was okay. wasn't very long. But the plot wasn't great. The writing lacked a lot for me. Okay. And even like the spicy scenes weren't that great <laughs> also if you think of peter pan and wendy it's already like most disney tales a little bit of an issue 
Yeah, and it's like Peter Pan is kind of like the bad guy, which I'm fine with. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, that doesn't bother me at all. But it's just because I read Hooked by Emily McIntyre, which was also another dark retelling of Peter Pan and Wendy, and I loved it. Mm -hmm. Okay. This one just didn't, just didn't hit for me. But people enjoy it, and that's fine. People loved it. I just, it wasn't for me. And I think, I think it's because I read so many different kinds of books. So when I read something where the writing is kind of juvenile, I can't look past it. And I try to look past it. (laughs) Also in romance, I feel like it, Yeah, like anyone thinks they can write a romance book. So if the writing is bad, you're just like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I think it's very apparent (laughs) in romance books for sure. Yeah. But my favorite book that I read this month was the final... Um, the final book in the Grishaverse uh, trilogy, Ruin and Rising by Lee Bar- okay. Bardugo. So it was good. I cried. So if I cry, it's automatic. I love you. Like, it's a good uh-huh. book. <laughs> so but no, you it was like really this better than the first two? Um, Actually, yeah, I think so. I think this was my favorite out of the three. Okay. It was really good. And so I bought Six of Crows. So that's the... So the next two book in this in like the series of this is Six of Crows and the Crooked Kingdom. So I have Six of Crows. So that'll probably be read during my maternity leave. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but yeah. So it was it was a decent month. It was actually. I mean, I I really enjoyed the majority of my books. Just one or two, I just wasn't kind of didn't miss the mark for me. Yeah, yeah. That's how I felt. It's like most of mine were just like middle of the road, and one was a big, big no, no, big no, no. That immediately went in the donation pile. I was like, I'm not going to hurt anyone by lending this out to them. You're like me with like the final support girls group for Grady Hendrix. I was like, donating this to Book Garden. Like immediately in the Book Garden pile. Thank you. Uh So we were talking about it and there really weren't any upcoming releases that we were looking forward to for July. So, but to go back to last month when we were talking about June releases, I did my I was telling you I did my book of the month box and I did add in the new Riley Sager book. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited about that. But yeah, there weren't really anything that was coming out this month that we were that either of us were super jazzed about. Yeah, I think there'll be some later on in the summer, mm-hmm. but I didn't really see anything for July specifically that I was excited about. Yeah. But if there's anything that you guys are interested in that you think we should check out, let us know that maybe we missed. Because who knows? Yes. We could have missed it. <laughs> and if you have book recommendations, we clearly don't have enough books on our TBR. So, no. like, I'm taking any and all book recommendations. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, book news, though, we have a like one or like, two or three things to touch base on. Do you want to do yours first? Sure. Okay. So, as we just every episode have to talk about Colleen Hoover... I just, we can't get away from it. So this is, Colleen Hoover commented on the controversy surrounding the casting and set photos of It Ends With Us, which we talked about on a previous episode, that the photos are just absolutely wild. People are pissed. So first, Colleen Hoover commented, she was at an annual book festival in Texas, and she responded to the age discrepancies, because a lot of people are having issues with the fact that Lily was like in her early 20s in the book and Blake Lively is in her mid 30s. So they thought that it was just like a casting error type thing. But basically, Colleen Hoover is saying that that was on purpose. And it was an opportunity for her to correct her mistake of not fully researching neurosurgeons before she wrote it ends with us so basically she made ryle like a 20 something neurosurgeon 
And then she realized like, oh, wait, you have to go to school for a thousand years to be a neurosurgeon. So we have to make him older in the movie, which like, okay, but I'm a little. But it still doesn't explain the clothes. (laughs) Oh, we'll get to the clothes. But I'm also like not crazy about the fact that she didn't research something like that prior to writing the book. I mean, obviously, she didn't know the book was going to blow up like this and be huge and be turned into a movie. Mm. No one expects that. But like. I was like, oh, so now we're just going to, we'll just fix it with the movie. It's fine. We'll just fix it. Exactly. (laughs) So then in another source, she comments on like the outrage over the costumes that they're forcing Blake Lively into. And I just hate her answer. She says it was never really a priority. She doesn't remember describing the outfits in her book. So she's not worried about it. She said, quote, I don't care what they have on. In my head, it's about the conversation they're having and the story. It's the same way in the movie. End quote. Which, again, totally understand. But don't you think it's a little distracting from the story when she's looking fucking ridiculous? She's wearing pants underneath pants. She's wearing, like, just the most ridiculous things. And she did say that she appreciates all of the talk about it because it means people care. Which, like, if I'm reading between the lines, that means any publicity is good publicity, right? Yeah. So I'm just not happy with her answers on either. <laughs> like, next time, just just let us complain and just I know. Don't, don't comment on it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So for July episode, we're doing The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, which I post- posted about today. And ironically, towards the end of the episode, we're talking about the upcoming movie that they're doing. But there was has been really no movement on it. And then ironically, like a week after we record, we see an article that, oh, they've now chosen the writer and director. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there is mm-hmm. movement on the Seven Husbands movie. I'm really interested to see who they cast for everybody. Okay. I, That's what I'm really looking forward to. I saw a TikTok and I'm going to repost it and I'm going to send it to you. And it literally looks like the absolute perfect casting. So like since they're making moves, people are starting to put out like their ideal castings and stuff. And I'm like... I don't want to keep looking at these because then what if we're disappointed when we see who they cast? I know. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm so excited that it's actually moving forward. Me too. And this is kind of, it's not, I guess it's not like book news. And I I guess it maybe this more qualifies for our our catch-up corner, which this is all there is. But we freaked out because Ashley Winstead acknowledged our episode that we did on In My Dreams, I Hold a Knife. (laughs) So like shared it to her story and everything. And I was actually messaging with her, and she was super nice. So that was really cool. So, yes, so we were we might try to get hard. Her. Yeah, we might try to get her on for like a bonus episode for the pod at some point, which would be really super fun. Yeah, <laughs> which would be cool because she does have like a new book coming out. Yeah, exactly. A couple this fall, two right? new books I think coming it is. out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So maybe we'll be able to have her on like the pod like early next year or something, which would be really cool. Yeah, that would be amazing. So. Everyone who hasn't read that book and listened to that episode, we we talk really highly of it. So we do. I know. And I remember when I told you, I was like, she acknowledged that you're like, oh, no, did we shit talk her? I was like, no, we were actually really good. Like, it was, we, we, we like loved Coop. So we were good. Yeah. I'm like, no, we actually loved the book. We complained a little bit, but we always complained. So whatever. Yeah, exactly. That is so funny. I know. So for our, our pop culture section, what uh, what did you indulge in this month? It's a mixed bag. It's a mixed bag this month. Okay, so in a follow-up to my Candy Montgomery rabbit hole that I talked about <laughs> last month, I watched Candy with Jessica Beale on Hulu. And 
This version is definitely more speculative and it's kind of like an interpretation on what could have happened. Whereas okay. Love and Death was based very closely on Candy's court testimony. So the HBO version makes it, it's everything from basically like Candy's point of view. So it shows, it kind of toes the line between making Betty Gore, between like victim blaming and not victim blaming. You know what I mean? Okay. Like it, it really toes yeah. that line. And I did see um, an interview with the director who said that they knew they were towing that line and they wanted to make it tasteful. But the fact is like in the court documents, there was a lot of testimony and witness statements that Betty Gore did struggle with her mental health and her temper. So I don't think it was far off and it was like done in a tasteful way. So I actually liked the HBO version a lot better. I feel like the Hulu version was just kind of, it wasn't boring because I liked it, but it just didn't seem as close to reality. Okay. And they just made Jessica Biel look awful. I'm so sorry for that, honey. (laughs) Like, oof. Anyway, um, and then I watched with Eric, we watched Manifest, the final part of the final season. (laughs) Thank whatever God is out there. The show's the bane of my existence. I'm happy it's finally over so I can be free. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say, for how off the rails and ridiculous this show got, the ending was actually really good. Like, they, they good. tied it up really well. And I, I was that. like, I was surprised. I was like, oh, I thought yeah. they were going to, like, fly up out on an asteroid or something. There you go. <laughs> but it was actually pretty good. Um, I am also watching... The Idol. Is anyone watching The Idol? I need to talk to someone about it. I need <laughs> I need to talk to someone, possibly my therapist. It's so dark. And The Weeknd <laughs> is the slimiest, ickiest character I've seen on TV in a very long time. Yeah, like, I haven't heard great things about... Like, not... not no, I've no... Actually, every, every article that I've seen for clickbait has been, like, negative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's a rough one i mean i am i am trapped with them i must watch i must mm-hmm. watch the train wreck but also like i can't listen to the weekend anymore i'm like y'all are gonna go to his concerts after this and just watch oh, him in no. real life like he's Uh-oh. oh he's I've so seen icky tw- i've seen i've seen him live twice <laughs> oh he's he's an icky man in this man <laughs> um also i've seen lily rose depp's boobs more than i've seen my own Oh. It's just, there's just so many boobs. Um, I mean, she's amazing. She's incredible. But this show is obviously written by a man. That's what all the controversy is. Because uh. there's like, I'm not going to give anything away, but there's this one part in the first episode where she's talking about inviting the weekend's character over. She's talking to her friend and her friend is like, I mean, I don't know. He's kind of like, he gives off like a rapey vibe. And Lily Rose Depp's character is like, yeah, but I kind of like that. And I'm oh, like, no, no woman mm. has ever yeah. said those words. No, don't like ever. that. Don't like that at all. And that's that's just the scratch on the surface. So anyway, if anyone is watching The Idol, please message me. I need to talk to you about it. Thank you. <laughs> um, we both watched Ultimatum Queer Love. So yes. last month, only the first couple episodes were out. But we both finished it. Uh Loved it up until the reunion. I thought it was yeah. the perfect trashy reality dating show. And then the reunion came and we realized that they are real ass people with real ass issues. And 
if you listen to love to see its podcast episode covering the final episodes and the finale the reunion i think they do a really good job of laying out just how fucked up this show is and how Agreed. transphobic it is and homophobic it is and how just like just the whole thing is just all for money and like it's at the expense of these people's lives they don't even give their pronouns like you can't have a queer host you have spoiler alert like issues of domestic violence and yeah. everyone is just okay with it so i don't know what what do you what did you think heather i agree that i think you should actually listen to the love to see it podcast recap because i think that it honestly the reunion episode they did it beautifully they laid out all my thoughts <laughs> yeah yeah i agree and like things that you don't really realize until that stuff happens so after that i also watched the curious case of natalia grace which sounds ridiculous but this is a docu-series on hbo max aka just max and it's about the girl they said who was pretending to be a child adopted from the ukraine but was actually an adult it's like the orphan the movie but the real life case oh, you know what i'm talking about okay yeah this shit is so fucking wild like <laughs> Oh my god. I don't even know how I feel after watching the docuseries. I don't know who I believe. I don't know if she's a child or she's an adult. I don't know. All I know is the family who adopted her and they're the ones who like went to court for neglect and they had her age changed and all this stuff. They're fucking Looney Tunes. They're absolute Looney Tunes. Like HBO should have stopped halfway through and been like, here's a list of therapists you should go to once this is done filming. Cause like we are concerned. <laughs> and then it just ended. And I was like, the, Great. Those, that man is free to just, and that was on HBO around. Max you said, or, or I guess yeah. now it's just called Max. Yeah. Just Max. Now and it's like, Max. I think it's like six parts. It's kind of long, but it was okay. It was good. I don't know. I, I'm still, I'm a little pissed that I don't still don't have an opinion. That might be my next rabbit hole that I go go into find finding out the truth, even though no one has found out the truth. But exactly, whatever. I'm an armchair go. detective. That um, and then the bear season two, which just came out, uh, still have like two episodes left. But I I liked season one a lot better. I think that season two is kind of a slow start. Like the first half of the season, nothing really happened. I really I haven't watched any of it yet, and I really want to watch it. And I really want to watch it with Eric because it's a, it's a chef show, and since he like cooks. Yeah, I and think I've that heard. he would like it. Yeah. And you would definitely like it because, yeah. I mean, I love Jeremy Allen White. Me too. And he does really well in it. But the last, I think we watched uh, episode six and seven last night and it started getting really good. So the, nice. the beginning of season two was just not great, but. I didn't realize they were all up. Yeah. I don't know if they went all up at the same time or if I just started late. Cause no, because I they... think it, it, it only like just started, but you know what? It's like Hulu bought it. It, all of FX is on Hulu, mm -hmm. and I think it's and I think this is like an FX Hulu show, so that might be okay. why it's all added on mm -hmm. at once instead of weekly. Yeah, or they could have done two parts because I know sometimes they'll do like That's half mm -hmm. and then the next half. So they could have done that, and then just by the time I was yeah onto it. Um, and then last but not least, our trashy reality <laughs> dating shows that we're both watching this month, which are ongoing. They all came, like, started, like, simultaneously. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, Temptation Island, which is, mm -hmm. ugh, just pure gold. Pure I gold. I just love Mark Wahlberg. He's the Mark best Mark L. Wahlberg is just the therapist that 
the unqualified therapist that we all need. Exactly. Um, just just ripping into daddy issues with these poor women. Um, and then the big D, which is our new reality dating show, which I like it. I, I don't know. I don't think it's as exciting yet. No. There's only been three episodes, so it could get better. But it's just so wild. It's like you really are taking these divorcees out here and then telling them to date other people. And half of them are still hung up on their uh-huh. ex. Because they're only recently divorced. It's not even a year. They've been divorced for five minutes. <laughs> like, I bet some of them just moved out. It takes a long time to move out. Like, And, like, Eric is so invested in this show, which blows my mind because I would never expect it. But he just loves how he's – I think he just needs to see how it's going to play out. And he's so funny. Mm-hmm. He was, like, the producers for the show just must be standing outside courthouses and be, like, what are you doing for, like, the next, like, few months? You want to go on a TV show? Like <laughs> – and then they're also probably like stalking their socials like is this person do they delete all the photos or are they still in love with their ex the thing i think it's been a slow start but i'm excited for when the couples or like the the ex couples who are on there all get broken up and all new people start coming in yeah because that's when i think it's gonna start getting rowdy i think so too yeah so hopefully and then obviously love island uk once again you've ruined my life Sorry, by, sorry. by telling me to watch this, it's consuming my life. But this season seems pretty good so far. I'm I'm into it. Me too. And it's just gonna it's gonna be a fun time for us because this is only it's only in the beginning stages of Love Island UK. It's only been on TV for it's only been on Hulu now for I don't know three weeks maybe. Yeah. And Love Island USA starts in like three weeks. So no. now we're gonna be simultaneously watching Love Island UK and then also Love Island USA. And Big Brother starts like August second. I know. <laughs> so basically, the ba- and then obviously the Bachelorette just started, and then mm-hmm. they already fil- finished filming Bachelor in Paradise. So that's going to start immediately after the Bachelor Bachelorette, and they're probably going to start filming the Bachelor soon after they release who it's going to be. Oh my god! So it's going to be. There's just going to be again. Our lives are just going to revolve around trashy dating shows. So much. It's too much for me. And the Bachelorette <laughs> with like. The two-hour season premiere, and then I know um, Paradise is always like at the beginning. It's like two it's nights a two week, two nights, so it's four and hours I'm just a week. Like, oh yeah, my gosh! I mean, I have uh-huh. to watch it, but I'm <laughs> tired. Look what I've done to you! I've corrupted you. You have ruined my life because you I... never really. I feel like you never really watch dating reality shows. I <laughs> like, watch like like. like, like yeah the trashy vh1 and exactly. mtv shows like are you the like one and stuff <laughs> i never watched the bachelorette or the bachelor until i met uh-huh. you so like thanks a lot for that um and, love and then love island and what's the other one that we watched together oh they my have, god yes they haven't had a new season it's like Was love it island yes yes yeah, I remember yes. watching that. Yeah. <laughs> so you've gotten me into all these like weird island shows. Mm-hmm. Like what are what are we doing? I don't I'm know. very happy about it, but also very unhappy. So it also thank just makes you. me happy that I'm in like a secure relationship and that I don't have to date anymore. Oh my god. Can you imagine? But then I'm no. like, Eric, should we go on this show for clout? It'll be so much fun. <laughs> but we're too old. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I watched a lot this month. Yeah. What? I did, did too, you, actually. What else did you watch? Um, I binged Queen Charlotte, A Bridgerton Story, mm-hmm. which was wonderful. So well casted. So well written. I'm obsessed. I'm like obsessed with this series. 
I really need to read the books. I do have the first book from the Bridgerton series, but I'm just, it was just so good. Mm-hmm. It was so well done. And it was only six episodes. Oh, okay. The the one, some are a little long. Like, I think if I remember correctly, I think the finale was like an hour and a half. Okay. But you don't even realize it because there's so much storyline and they fill these episodes that you don't even realize you're sitting there for that long because it's just so good. Mm-hmm. So loved that. And also Black Mirror premiered yes. on Netflix. So I watched all those, which were good. Uh, I love Black Mirror. They're How crazy. many episodes are there total? I only watched the first two so far. I think there's five. Okay, I was going to say five. five or six. I wasn't sure. There's two because then there's the space one. Mm-hmm. And then I think there was two more after that that I watched. So I believe it's five. Okay. I love the second one. you watched the second one. And yeah. yeah I, I knew you were going to like the second one. Yeah, they're good. And I just love it because they're all so different. And then you never know what's going to happen. There is five, yes, because now I remember what the fourth one was. I didn't love the fourth one. But the third one was good with Aaron Paul and Josh mm-hmm. Hartnett. That How one was really good. How did get these huge fucking names? I Especially know. the first one, I was like Salma Hayek. And they said that they wrote it after annie smith's character like they wrote it about her i was like oh my gosh and then the second one after i watched it i was like that didn't really give me black mirror vibes because there was none of like the crazy technology or like moral stuff so i started looking it up and it was basically about like the dehumanization of true crime and the dehumanization of people in our Mm -hmm. lives that will the lengths that we'll go to for fame and to make money and then like the repercussions of that. And yeah. I was like, okay, that sounds on brand for sure. Exactly. Yeah. No, it was good. And I loved the, I didn't see the twist coming at all. Like the ending, Mm-mm. I was literally fucking shocked. Mm-hmm. Shocked. Yeah. So I, I thought that was really good. Uh, Eric and I started selling Sunset season yes. one. We are. And again, I can't watch it without him because I don't know why. Like he gets, he's like, he'll like start watching. I'll just put the show on and he'll like, mm-hmm. now he's invested. So we put it on. We want, want to watch mindless TV, but we, we were looking forward to seeing how this show is going to go. But Eric is like, they're all just talk shit about each other behind their backs. And then they oh, have yeah. like their best friends. That's why I'm like, I can't wait. Cause like season one is so tame. I'm like, I can't wait for you yeah. to get to the later seasons because it's off the rails. But then I was, like, cracking up because I've seen, like, all these tweets on social media about how – because the new Oppenheimer movie came out and people are saying, like, so you're telling me these Oppenheimer tweets isn't about Selling Sunset? (laughs) I was cracking Wait, so are we still talking about Selling Sunset or no? I know. And I was like, that's true. That's Um, funny. I also – Crime Scene Kitchen started on Fox, which Mm -hmm. Joel McHale hosts that. And we just love that. Yeah. And again, there was a couple from Freehold on it. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, they just went home this week, unfortunately. But so it was like funny. I like watching all these shows and there's all these like people from like our town, just like mm-hmm. our area. It's all these shows. But Crime Scene, Crime Scene Kitchen is really good. We love that. Eric loves that a lot, actually. Yeah, that's a really good cooking show. Yeah. And then we finally watched John Mulaney's new comedy special, Baby J, on okay. Netflix, because Eric and I really like John Mulaney. And it was really good it was an it was such a raw performance because he went into rehab during covid okay and like he also got divorced and everything now he's like sober dating olivia munn and they have a kid together mm-hmm. <laughs> so he's doing great now but he was apparently like he was he was very very open about his addiction to cocaine and all, all the other stuff and it was just it was a really good con- it was like obviously it was a comedy special but it was so much more than that too 
Okay. So, because we saw him live. We saw him live a couple years ago, him and Pete Davidson. Oh, really? Okay. He yeah. also... Um... It, was, uh, it was like a fluke. Like, we were at out to eat in Red Bank for dinner, uh-huh. and it was so busy. We're like, what's going on? And they were like, oh, like, John Mulaney is at Count Basie with Pete Davidson, and they added a late show, and Eric and I got tickets, and it was under $200. Oh like, it was... Gosh. We just... It was, like, the most spontaneous thing we've ever done. Yeah. We just went to... After dinner, we went to Count Basie and saw him and Pete Davidson, Which and it was so great. Which is fun. <laughs> yeah. And he's actually... He does a cameo in The Bear Season 2. Oh my god, I heard there's a lot of cameos in The Bear, so yeah. I'm really excited. I heard season two cameos are, like, pretty great. Dude, Jamie so Lee Curtis shows up. I'm like, what are you doing I here? I heard. That's why I'm like, I gotta watch. Yeah. I gotta watch. It's very good. <laughs> but yeah, that was um, my TV stuff for June. There's a lot. Because all the because now it's the summer, so all the reality shit comes out. Yeah, so this stuff is like, mm-hmm. we're only watching it once a week. Yeah. But it's so much <laughs> that we have to catch mm-hmm. up on once a week. Well, except for Love Island, which exactly. is on every day of my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> every time that it's like an unseen bits, I'm like, oh, thank God, because I could just skip this. I know. I never I know. But it, it falls. it falls different this season than it did last season. I was so confused because it used to fall on a Friday and now it falls on like a Thursday. So it like, throws me off a little bit. But... Oh, okay. Yeah, because I usually yeah. only watch it during the week because I watch it at yeah. work. Mm-hmm. Don't tell my boss. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because I was – yeah. <laughs> Because I went to go put it on at work on a Thursday, and there was no new episode. I was like, what? I was like, what do you mean there's no new episode? I don't want to watch unseen do? bits. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care about these unseen bits. I don't care about bits. this. <laughs> it's the same thing over and over but again. But they, they, they are recording Costa this week, so that'll be on in like two weeks. Oh, my favorite. That's the the only reason I watch Love Island is for Casa Amor, okay? It's, same. I love the messy. <laughs> and last season uh-huh. when they did the... Oh, the theater? Oh. If they don't... They, they they need to bring that. There's no Island, way they're USA. not doing it. Like, you know that the they fans were like, this is the best thing we've ever seen. Amazing. Incredible. <laughs> what about podcasts? So I didn't really listen to too many podcasts besides our normal, like I listened to Love normal. to See It and uh, mm-hmm. Wine and Crime and stuff. But there's one podcast that I listened to. It actually just finished. So now you can binge the whole thing. I was listening to it on a weekly basis. And it's called Scamanda. Okay. And let me just tell you, I'm not going to give any spoilers. This is all in the trailer. It's basically about this woman who's like a blogger, like mommy Christian blogger. And she's journaling her entire cancer journey because she keeps having cancer and then going in remission and then her cancer comes back and she's going to die. And then she's in remission and blah, blah, blah. And then this news reporter gets a tip that she's faking her cancer. Oh, good. Love that. So it was a wild ride for me. I mean, there Sounds was like times it. where like I was actually tearing up a couple times because like, I mean, you know, I lost my brother to cancer recently. Yeah. My dad is in remission from cancer. Like it is very, very upsetting, especially if you have people in your family who, ha- who you've seen struggle with it, but it is extremely well done. And it's, they give all of the victims a voice. They give, they go into a lot of detail. It's just, it's really well done. And now they're, um, I'm actually adding it right now to my, yeah, it's awesome. And the, the episodes aren't that long and now they're doing like bonus episodes. So they're going to do now oh, that cool. the show is over, they're doing like interviews with people who are involved and stuff like that. So great. It, they are still posting new stuff, but I highly recommend it. It's, it's done very, very well. Nice. What about you? What, what stood there out this a couple, month? 
Yeah, there were a couple episodes, actually. So I had texted you about this one, and I know you listened to it. The Shay Mitchell episode of Call Her Daddy mm-hmm. was really good. The thing that stuck out to me was her whole their whole discussion on friendships. Mm-hmm. And it just hit me, like, right in the feels. And I was like, this is just so relatable. Yeah. And I really appreciated it. Because, you know, we're both in our 30s. We're growing older. And you lose touch with people that you thought you were going to be friends with forever. Mm-hmm. Or people from your past. And it's just, it's so true. You just kind of, you you can be a friends with someone. And then eventually you're, you know, you just, you don't align on the same things. Right. And you just have to kind of take yourself out of the situation and end the friendship. And I've done that a couple of times over the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy. Like, you'd never think that you're going to do that. And then you do. And you're like, wow. And then you think that you would miss them, but you don't miss them as much as you thought you did, which kind of yeah. is like, well, that makes me think a little bit. Why and don't I miss the them weight, as much as I should? <laughs> exactly. It's like a weight lifted off yeah. your shoulders. And I like how yeah. she talked about it and basically said, like, exactly the same thing. Like, it is okay. And if it's not serving you, it shouldn't exactly. be in your life. Exactly. You know, because friendships aren't a one-way street. It's a exactly. two-way street. And exactly. if, you, if your views don't align and you just can't have open communication, then there's no there's no point to the mm-hmm. friendship. Especially, like and you like said, the our same age. Thing. Yeah, and now, like, we're having a baby in a couple weeks. So it's like, I only want people in my life that actually want to be in my life. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to stress myself out. I'm like, this is going to – I'm going to – I have something in my life that's going to take over the rest of my life. So yeah. It's, and I think I that's care gonna... about friendships that matter. Yeah. I think that's also going to be pretty eye-opening, too, because you're going to see... It's what I hear. A lot it's of always people. what everyone says. Yeah. Yep. Which isn't necessarily so. a bad thing. Like, some people are just no. at different stages in their life. Agreed. But, I mean, aka me, but I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> no, I know. I was like, I was like, I was like, I'm doing something that Kelsey doesn't want to ever do. And I'm like, but I don't see it affecting our friendship whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm never going to be at the stage that everyone else is at. So, yeah, I'm yeah. just going to adapt. <laughs> adapt to it and i'll be right there at the at the birthday parties like exactly. what's up uh-huh. um but yeah i, well, I like fine, that. I, re- I know i already told eric i was like the baby's first birthday like it's just she's not gonna care i was like i'm also gonna host beer olympics oh hell yeah <laughs> hell yeah and eric's like okay <laughs> anyways moving on oh my gosh. um I listened to a podcast I've listened to for a while called Women in Crime. Okay. And one of the episodes they did was on this young teenage girl, Selena Mays, which was a New Jersey cold case I had never heard of. I've never heard of that either, I don't think. I believe it was in Burlington County. And she was a pregnant 12-year-old that went missing and just was never found. I'm sorry, what now? And it's... I know. And I'm like, how have I never heard about this case? And I think it took place in like the 90s. Oh my so, gosh. Okay. Yeah. I'm listening to I that. Like, oh my God. Yeah. So just, it was pretty, it was a pretty, it was a really good episode. They do a lot of research. They're both like women professors. Wait, but I need to know. on women in crime. Is it solved? It's still a cold case. <gasps> oh uh-huh. God. Okay. Yep. Okay. I thought you were going to mm-hmm. tell me, yeah, it's a cold case and they solved no. it. No, it's still a cold case. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. Yeah, so I definitely recommend that. And then, oh my God, this was mismade my entire month. Robert Downey Jr. was on Armchair Expert, and I fucking love Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. And his episode was so long, and it was worth, like, it was, the episode itself was about almost three hours. Oh my gosh. And, like, on Armchair Expert, they do, like, 
30 minutes or so of the episode at the end is just Dax and Monica catching up or whatever. Mm-hmm. So Robert Downey Jr. did an over two hour episode with Dax. Oh and my gosh. Monica, and it was so good. <laughs> theirs are always so good. I think because they're yeah. so long that like half the stuff they talk about is just nothing, but then that gets them comfortable to like really talk about mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, because even I just listened this week. Kelly Clarkson was on yeah. this week, and her episode was also really good. So I just, I just love. I'm really hoping to see them live eventually because they do live shows every once in a while. But there, it was a really, really good episode. Yeah. I'm obsessed. <laughs> they're just so with, funny together with their armies. You know, because they're both. Yeah, and it's they're both Dax and RDJ are both you know recovering alcoholics mm-hmm. or they're both sober. So they talk about their sober journey and stuff like that. So it was just. It was really good. Yeah. It's so in- inspiring how open Dax mm-hmm. is about all of that. That's one of my, oh my favorite God. things about his podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, he just talks about it like it's no big deal. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those were, like, my favorite podcasts. These are, those are the episodes that stuck out to me. But I did start Foxes of Hydesville, and I've listened to episodes so far, and I do love it. It's real. It's right up our alley. <laughs> come back to you. <laughs> yeah, to what you were listening to. And I, it was. it's really, really good. <laughs> all right. So... You ready for your book question? No, but yes, hit me. <laughs> so this is actually, and I, I probably know the answer to this, but I think it's interesting for us to talk about because we, specifically because we love Book Garden. Do you prefer old books or new ones? Oh, it's got to be old books. It's the smell. It's the smell <laughs> of the old books. I love them. But, oh, but there's also something to be said about like cracking a new hardcover. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Isn't this a hard question? Because I can go either way. Yeah. Because, you know, like you said, we go, we go to book, we love to thrift books. Mm-hmm. And then I even like when you get like a thrifted book and there's like a message written inside, yes. like a personal message to someone else. And you're like, or oh, even this like, is, like highlights you know. or something. I'm like, oh, someone else yeah. like really. This meant something to someone else. That's why I like library books too. Sometimes there's like crumbs mm-hmm. in there. I'm like, that's gross. But like, this is stains. I'm like, someone else enjoyed this book also. Yeah, yeah. that's a really so it's hard like because I do, I do, I do love a new book. Like you said, I like cracking into like a new book. Mm-hmm. But there is just something about thrifted books. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just I've begun. I just started thrifting like this year, this past year and a half, and it's. I think it's the best thing because you can get all these books for so cheap. Yeah. And it's also like when you know that you like these authors and then you can find like older stuff by them. Mm -hmm. I mean, I obviously I like going to Book Garden because then we're still, you know, we're supporting a small business and we're still supporting the authors. But it's like Mm -hmm. it's just so hard with the amount that we read. Like I I can't go to Barnes and Noble (laughs) and buy every single book I want as much as I want to. I know. I can't even tell you the last time that I bought like a brand new book. Well, obviously, besides from the Shadow and Bone yeah. series, but I haven't gone to like a, into a Barnes and Nobles and bought a new book in so long. I haven't either. I would rather go to Book Garden because I can spend $25 and get seven books. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> so it's kind of like... I can go to the library because my taxes are paying for the library. Also, the library book sale <laughs> where last month I got a little book wild. You went crazy and i got 12 <laughs> books 12 but that money goes to the library so that they can keep yeah which is nice exactly you know so it all it all it all like works out in the end yeah that was a good question because i still i mean mm. i love being in a bookstore especially like a one filled with i know you hate uh mass market paperbacks but the smell of those I babies oh i know i they know they smell good i know so if i'm surrounded <laughs> like a, by those like, i don't know 
It's like an OCD thing for me. I don't know what it is about the mass market, but it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, also, just the act of being in a Barnes and Noble and browsing books, even if you're not buying them, like with your Starbucks mm-hmm. and just like that is that checking is out just the new a releases. Vibe. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. All right. So my book question is not actually a book question, but it's more of a book club question because okay. we are in what started as a true crime book club. And this is funny that we we're just talking about a cold case, because my question is, if you could pick any unsolved case to be solved during your lifetime, what would it be? It still is a Stephen Avery case for me. Me too. It's just, it's still, I, I just, I need to know. And it's because it's the most fucked up case. Mm-hmm. I just need to know. Or obviously the, the John Bonet. John Bonet, yeah. John Bonet is my That's second. Like yeah. Stephen. But Steve and Avery, like, I just, it's always my go-to answer because I'm like, I just need to know. I agree. And, like, not even for him because I have mixed feelings about him. Like, because I, I don't know the truth. None of us know the truth. But, mm-hmm. like, obviously, Brendan Dassey, like, we know that he wasn't involved, that he was coerced, and that he's, like, th- there's just so much fucked up stuff revolving around that case that it's, yeah. like, agreed. justice needs to be served, not mm-hmm. only for the victim, but for the other people who've been victimized. And if Stephen Avery didn't do it, and he's been in prison twice for crimes he didn't commit, like, mm-hmm. ugh. Not, nothing uh-huh. hurts me physically more, like, when I'm watching or reading or whatever, is a case where someone is falsely imprisoned. Wrong, wrongly, wrong, wrongly convicted cases make me so angry. Yeah, like, it is just so... They make me because so Because it could literally happen to anyone. Obviously, some mm-hmm. communities are more at risk like people of color and you know yeah people like brendan dassey with mental health you know issues but it could literally happen to any of us and that is so fucking scary Mm -hmm. anyway so you want to leave your dna anywhere or should we just go like (laughs) spit in some random places i don't know i know right (laughs) that's funny though that we have the same answer i'm not that surprised because that's that's a big one like during our it's, it's during our time. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because obviously, like, I would love to know about the Boston Strangler and Zodiac, too, but they're just never going to get solved. Yeah. I don't think so either. They're just never, they're never going to get solved. Stephen Avery has a better chance of getting solved than anything else, mm-hmm. potentially. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. I think we had a great June. I think we had a busy June. I think we June. watched a lot of stuff, <laughs> read a lot of stuff, listened to a lot of cool stuff. Uh-huh. And <laughs> July could potentially look very different for us, so... Yes. We're going to wait and see. Yes. Uh, we're going to wait and see when this baby decides to make her arrival because who knows. <laughs> but she doesn't care about our schedule. But, no, she doesn't at all. She's throwing a huge wrench into everything. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, please rate and review our podcast. We are now uploaded to YouTube in the process of uploading everything up to YouTube. So in case you like to use YouTube, you can also listen to us now on YouTube. So you can subscribe on there as well. So every time that our podcast is posted, it'll automatically go to YouTube as well. You can give us a follow on TikTok and Instagram at Fully Booked Calf Pod, where of course Kelsey does all her fun TikToks. I do my simple edits on Instagram, but we post what books we're reading for the month. And is there anything else? I feel like I'm forgetting something. Our email. If you guys want to contact us. Yes, thank you. I was like, there is one. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Pregnancy brain. It's there. <laughs> you can email us at fullybookedcalfpod at gmail.com with any 
book recommendations, any questions for us. If you want to talk to us about the po- a podcast episode we did, we have no problem going into further discussion about books that we've read. Like we said, we're in a book club. We like to talk about books. We love talking about books. We're in a book club. We made a book podcast. Also, <laughs> if you're watching The Idol, DM me. We need to talk. <laughs> yes, please. Kelsey <laughs> would really love to talk to you about The Idol. I need to talk she to you. She needs to talk to somebody because I have not watched it and I don't know if I ever will. <laughs> I don't recommend, but if anyone else is already committed, I I think we should talk exactly. and get each other through this. Exactly. So anyways, thanks for checking us out. And remember, if you need us, we're fully booked. Bye. Bye.